When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into your PHNX D-Back podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. And of course, I'm joined by my vice mayor and your Thunderstick, Jesse Freak. I'm excited, Derek. We're going to watch some baseball we tonight are, with, with, all, with all you fools who are crazy enough to, to watch this show yeah, every day yeah. and listen I told, to us every see, day. I told you he's not very nice when you guys aren't around. You should see him. He's very mean to me behind the scenes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, of course, we welcome you guys in and we are very excited uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks to play a series against the San Francisco Giants within their division and kind of see how they stack up. I mean, I think this is going to be a good test for them, especially considering how they have struggled against starting pitching uh, that is good. And the Giants have some very good starting pitching. But the Arizona Diamondbacks also have some very good starting pitching. And that person goes by the name of Zach Gallon. That's who I'm actually talking about, <laughs> just Zach Gallon. Uh, and we have to kind of pose the question, which we wanted to talk about today, because uh, it was something that was discussed with his current numbers right now in Major League Baseball. Is Zach Gallon the most underrated player in baseball? And he might quite possibly be that with the numbers that he's currently putting up, Jesse. I don't know if I'm quite ready to go most underrated player at large. I mean, there's a lot of position players who I think don't yeah. don't get their flowers. But sure. on the pitching side of things, I am pretty much ready to jump in uh, from the outset and say Zach Gallon is 100% the most underrated pitcher in all of baseball. Um, granted, this is a little bit cherry-picked, the stat search that I did. Let's if you it. go back to August 8th, of last year, which just so happens to be the day that a particular scoreless inning streak started. Oh. So granted, it's a little bit cherry pick. Okay. Uh, if you go back to August 8th of last year, since that day, Zach Gallon has a 1.77 ERA. Uh, he is 11 and three over 19 starts. And according wow. to Fangraph's wins above wow. replacement, Derek, <laughs> wow. he has been worth five, oh, five wins above replacement since August 8th of last year. The next highest pitcher in all of baseball is Spencer Strider at 3.5. That is so significantly, such, that is significantly lower than where Zach Gallon That is such a significant difference. Uh, and of course, this is this is foir because it's on this fan is, graphs. This is foir. Foir. Yes, right. Uh, do you say foir or do you say foir? I, I say foir. Can I get you what, on That's what normal can people I get, say. You know, Derek. no foir and boir and warp. No, none of those. Okay. Uh, I, I like warp a little bit. Warp. That, I, that I don't have. Because I mean, what else what are you going to say warp? Warpy, warp like like warp. Uh, you have to. You're just putting say warp. me in a more awkward position by saying warpy. Come on, <laughs> I just want to say warp. Yeah, warp. I think is accepted. Uh, foire and boire, not <laughs> not so much. But anyway, the point is, 
Zach Gallon has been Incredible. the best pitcher in baseball since August. And even if you back this up a little bit further than that, uh, he is still, you know, at or near the top in in pretty much every pitching stat you're going to find going back to the beginning of last year. Uh, there are some other guys who I think are also underrated in their own right. That second place guy uh, at 3.5 war going back to last August is Spencer Strider, uh, who mm-hmm. should have been the NL Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah. And, and Probably I think should have won the Pitcher of the Month in April as well if it wasn't Zach Gallen, right? You could, you could make a case that, yes, yeah, Strider was right up there with Clayton Kershaw for that award. Uh, so, yeah, I think Strider is is underrated as well. He plays in in a market that gets more attention with the Atlanta Braves and how good they've been. So I still think he does get a fair amount of attention. Uh, but his stuff is just outrageous. I mean, Spencer Strider, I don't know if there's a more fun pitcher in baseball to watch other than Zach Gallen, uh, potentially, than, yeah. than Spencer Strider. So, uh, yeah, I think there are other guys who are certainly underrated as well. Um, but you know, the other guys at the top of this list, you know, Framber Valdez, of course, we've seen him, uh, throw some, some big time world series innings. I think he's maybe even still a little bit underrated. Um, but people know about Framber Valdez at this point. Some guy named Shohei Otani is also oh, on this list. Uh, it fan. feels like Shohei Otani is underrated in a sense, because I still don't know if people have fully gotten their heads around <sighs> The greatness that we are witnessing with him and and the fact that we very well may never see a player like that ever again. I I don't think that part resonates with people, but I disagree that he's not a superstar. I think people that don't even watch baseball are well aware of Shohei Otani and uh, what he does, right? That he's a pitcher that also just dings the ball, right? But um, yeah, I mean, they're... There, there is something to be said about Zach Gallon being an underappreciated player in baseball. Uh, this this year, he's 5-1 with a 2.36 ERA, 64 strikeouts, and 49 and two-thirds innings. He currently leads baseball, all of Major League Baseball, with a 2.4 F-War. Um, he has the lowest ERA among pitchers with at least 230 innings pitched since the start of 2022. I, I just... I mean, I, two point four is so ridiculous. It's, that's just absurd <laughs> because we're in, we're, we're we're in May. We're in May. We're he's, in May. He's on pace, according to FanGraphs, for about a ten WAR season, right. which is something that does not happen very often. And the reason for that, if you want to kind of look under the hood of where of what F WAR is looking at, F WAR is based on FIP, and Zach Gallon's ERA is two point three six, which is very very good. His FIP is even better at one point six eight. That is an absurdly low FIP. And so that's why this number is is so extremely high. And and the fact that Zach Gallon's FIP is as low as it is, it shows you that his 2.36 ERA is no fluke. If anything, his ERA should arguably be lower than it is, not higher. Um, so, I mean, you, you look at some of these numbers. I mean, he's 11.6 Ks per nine. That's a career high. He's 1.09 walks per nine. That's a career low. He's not really giving up any home runs. He's he's allowed just a handful so far through eight starts. Everything for Zach Gallon has been outstanding, uh, and according to him, he still doesn't have his best stuff. So uh, who who knows who knows what could happen, Derek, if he finally gets it all together. We actually do have that video from the other day of Zach Gallon. Um, he was Jesse was talking to Tori Lavolo first and talking about Zach Gallon not necessarily having. Uh, his best stuff, right? So uh, Tori kind of called Zach Gallon a fibber uh, about not really having his best stuff. Uh, Jesse proceeded to kind of get a clarification from Zach Gallon, uh, and he kind of explained why he called himself or why 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 Tori would say he's a fibber and and why Zach Gallon constantly says uh, he doesn't have his best stuff, even when the results of of the game would say otherwise. 
Tori said he, he thinks you're a fibber when you say that you don't have your best stuff out there. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think just because I'm so particular, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, this game is result-oriented, um, but I know in, in the, the long you know, the long game of this this whole thing is that, um, you know, for me to be, like, ultra-successful, it's, it's very fuel-oriented. Um, obviously, that's that's a double-edged sword because you can, you know, feel really good one day and, you know, not have the results. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, you'll take the results. But, yeah, I mean, I I just, I don't know, it's tell you guys the truth in a sense. I don't, I just didn't feel great. Just had to make pitches, really, um, what it came down to. Um, and just give us a chance to win, really. I love that about him. And like we said, we kind of clarified that yesterday where he can still have great results, but still feel like he wasn't able to throw all of his pitches or have great command over one of them that he wanted to throw more or something like that. But um, really, he, he he's had these instances where when he doesn't have a feel for a certain pitch, he's able to just kind of abandon it a bit and, and rely on his other pitches. And, and that's what great pitchers are able to do. They don't have their best stuff every single day when they do. It's incredible, but when they don't, they're still pretty damn good, and that's something that Zach Gallon has been. I don't really know because I, I don't know if I've heard the story where the Milkman nickname or or originated, right? I mean, it's just that his that last always, name is Gallon. It's right? Gallons of milk, and and he always yeah, delivers, though, right? That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, the man always go. delivers. He's never he's never late. He always he never misses a delivery, right? And that's the. Uh, I don't understand how Gallon doesn't have some sort of endorsement deal, right? He's he's a brilliant guy. He's quite funny. He's got a great sense of humor. Uh, he seems to actively want recognition, not to say that he's like, like a recognition seeker, but he seems to be upset when he doesn't get the recognition he feels he deserves, especially by video game designers. Uh, and he's just out, like, it's, he's perfect, right? Like, he's got a great nickname in The Milkman. I, I don't know why we don't have commercials of Zach Gallon. Uh, literally dressed up like a milkman, just delivering. But that might be Arizona milk producers. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Arizona milk producers. What are we even doing here? <laughs> How have you not followed up on that? At least contact the the staff and see what you can <laughs> what you can work out. Um, I know that the Diamondbacks have have been good and bad at times this season. All things considered, uh, Zach Gallon been very good for this team. Uh, another portion of this team that has been quite good has been the offense. Uh, even after yesterday's uh, loss that looked pretty bad where they really couldn't get the offense going, uh, the Diamondbacks still rank amongst the top teams in Major League Baseball in a lot of categories. Uh, uh, coming into yesterday's game, they were second in Major League Baseball in batting average at 273. Does that surprise you at all? That's that's really high. Yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't even realize it had crept that high. Right. 273 is, I mean, last year the Diamondbacks team batting average was down in the 230s. So... I mean, part of that is is the fact that you flipped Dalton Varsho, who even when he's performing at his best, is probably going to be a 230-240 hitter. Sure. Uh, you turn that into, you know, Lourdes Gurriel and Gabby Moreno. You turn it into two players who are both hitting over 300 right now. Uh, so that's that's a big part of it. Um, you Emmanuel know, Rivera also hitting Emmanuel well. Rivera has been, been insane. Geraldo yep. Perdomo has been insane. Uh, Josh Ross got off to a really crazy start from a batting average he standpoint. He's kind of he's kind of taking a step back, but then you've got you know Christian Walker who's hitting for for one of the higher batting averages we've seen for him at this point in the season. So it's probably going to creep down a little bit. I don't know if two seventy three is is sustainable over yeah. a full season, yeah. um, but this is a very different brand of offense. Uh, that we've seen from the D-backs this year compared to compared to past seasons. Another thing that just shows how, I guess, 
miserable yesterday's losses is coming into the game, they were second in Major League Baseball in the fewest strikeouts as a team. Uh, I guarantee yeah. you they're not there anymore after having 15 strikeouts as a team in one game. But uh, even though the walks weren't there, it seemed like they weren't striking out a lot. And uh, of course, maybe with the patience, like I said yesterday, maybe with the increase in walks, we might see an increase in strikeouts as well, just due to trying to work the count, due to trying to get things, you know, trying to have productive at bats, even if they don't have, have a hit. Yeah, now the D-backs have the third lowest strikeout rate in baseball rather okay. than the second didn't, lowest. Didn't plummet so, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, one game but. isn't probably going to move the needle too sure. much. But yeah, but they're 15, 20. 15. 15 was a lot. 15 strikeouts was a lot. Yeah, the, the Marlins bullpen really got the best of this yeah. offense yesterday. Um, and it was tough. I mean, hearing we didn't get to talk about this yesterday because the comments weren't out yet. But hearing what Merrill Kelly and Josh Rojas had to say about the game yesterday they they basically made it sound like the D-backs clubhouse was more down yesterday than it's been possibly all season. Uh, that they've you know they've they've taken some tough losses this year. There's no doubt about it. But yesterday was just a game that that they went into with a lot of confidence. I think the D-backs uh, you know fully believed going into that series with the Marlins. You've got Zach Gallen. You've got Merrill Kelly both pitching in that yeah. series. Yeah. You've got Brandon Fott, a young pitcher you still feel pretty right. good about. Yeah. It, like it just felt like the kind of series that the D-backs should should almost easily come away with yeah. two out of three. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for them, you know, it, it turns into a series loss, their second series loss against the Marlins this year, which I'm sure just adds to the frustration. Um, and, and on the whole, Derek, like, you know, this stretch we keep talking about, you've got, you know, the Rockies, the Royals, the Nationals. Um, and, and now the Marlins, the D-backs in that span of 12 games went seven and five. That's okay, but it's not, you know, you're not making a whole a whole bunch of ground in the standings by going two games over 500 in, in you know, a 12-game span. So I think they're disappointed with, with the results, and you can definitely understand why. I have to have, ask a question that we don't really want to ask. And, I mean, of course, our friends at FOCO kind of predicted it with this little bobblehead here, but um, the home run snake mm. um, showed up. And the Diamondbacks have not won a game yet. How long, huh. how long do we allow that to go on for? How long until we burn the snake <laughs> in the parking lot? So I guess the snake showed up on Tuesday. Yeah. So the D-backs are 0-2 with the yeah, snake. Yeah, the 0-2 with the home run snake. <laughs> I'm lovingly called Plaka right now. His name's Plaka. Uh, but okay. yes, what are we, uh, What are maybe Plaquita. I don't know. What are we going to do? <laughs> are we going to burn the snake? I mean, we already talked uh, about. It's only two games, Derek. Come on. It's only two games. We've only had one one single sole owner of the home run snake, and that, of course, is Evan Longoria, who knows these San Francisco Giants very well. Uh, played there for five seasons, so hopefully he has some intel on yeah. some of their pitchers. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's got some good information. Uh, let's take a look at this uh, series again with the San Francisco Giants because of uh, the one thing that we are worried about, not really the Giants' offense or or other aspects of the team, but their starting pitching is quite good. Yeah, this this stretch, just the way that the starting pitching lined up in this series didn't work out great for the D-backs. <laughs> Alex Cobb against Tommy Henry. Cobb has been arguably the the best starting pitcher that the Giants have had this season, and Tommy Henry is, has struggled. Uh, he did have a, a pretty decent outing his last time out against the Nationals, six innings, two runs. So uh, I think you know it was good to, good to see him bounce back there. But yeah, game two, Ross Stripling, he has not had a good year at all for the Giants. Uh, Ryan Nelson, of course, has had his his rough moments for the D-backs as well. 
That one's sort of a wash. Uh, Anthony DeSclafani has had a really good start to the year. He goes against Zach Gallen on Saturday. And then Logan Webb, who is, you know, just got a contract extension and has widely been viewed as the Giants' ace for the last few years. He goes up against Brandon Fodd, who, of course, is, has really struggled in his two outings so far. So it's not great, Derek. Uh, on, on paper, the the starting pitching matchups here don't work out great for the D-backs. But we were saying the opposite uh, for the series with the Marlins, and and we saw how that ended. So great point. maybe maybe the script point. will flip here against San Francisco. There are some crazy comments coming in here. Um, <laughs> Gabriel said they missed Mad Bum's great veteran presence in the clubhouse. Joey Hill said we need Dallas Keuchel back. Uh, are you guys wow. all drunk? I don't. I just need Bartolo to, Cologne. Where are we drinking at right now? I'll come join you as soon as we're done with this show. Bartolo Cologne would probably be the third best pitcher on this roster don't today. Don't even start with me. <laughs> don't even start with me over there. Um, I don't know what to say anymore. But I'm glad you guys are here with these insane comments. Of course, I'd uh, bring Bartolo Cologne in to hit cleanup before I would hit it. I, I would bring him in to uh, to pitch. I'd like to see. Did that. you see that home run he hit? Yeah, that was a, a few good years one. ago. Yeah, Derek? that was a good one. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for being here with your comments in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please do so already. Uh, sign up for notifications. I don't know what you're waiting for. Do all that. Uh, and then leave us a thumbs up. We need, we need to know that you guys are here uh, and you like the, the, the content. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, just like us internally and we'll feel the love. Uh, and also uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already and leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, we also love the fact that we have so many diehards already out there, but if you haven't joined the PHNX family, join us over at gophnx.com. Not only do you get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com uh, for every year you're a member, you also get 20% off all future purchases. You get invites to events that not everybody gets invited to. You also get discounts on our events like our upcoming takeover today at Chase Field that we can't wait to see you guys out there for. Uh, also access to our members only discord lounge, Jesse's newsletter, full account and all the writing from all the writers around here uh, and so much more. So subscribe today or sign up today for a diehards newsletter. You also get a free mountain Mike's voucher of $50 for signing up. Almost pays for the whole, whole thing in itself right there. Uh, also check out our friends at bet MGM. We have teamed up with BetMGM this season uh, and are using their lines to make all of our picks. We'll also have some special offers for our listeners each week. Of course, we have coming up soon our PHNX in-house curated bets, which will give you uh, specific bets from us here at PHNX. We'll also be having our events out at the, uh, excuse me, sportsbook, uh, the uh, State Farm Stadium, BetMGM Sportsbook. So join us out there. Uh, we're having our PHNX Suns watch parties out there. We're also having our Knockout Nights Cornhole League on the first Friday of every month out there that include food and beverage specials, giveaways, BetMGM prizes, and so much more. Uh, and if you haven't signed up for BetMGM app, uh, the app yet, you can use our bonus code of PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Uh, check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 
A new contender has entered the race for MLB expansion, Jesse, uh, as part of a plan to attract either the Tampa Bay Rays or a possible MB- MLB expansion franchise to the city of Orlando. A group led by Magic co-founder Pat Williams unveiled artist renderings on Tuesday for a proposed baseball stadium uh, that would cost an estimated $1.7 billion to construct. Uh, and I will never go to this baseball stadium, Jesse, as long as I live. <laughs> you're, I pretty anti, you're pretty anti-Orlando. I hate the city of Orlando more than I hate most places I've been in my let's, life. Let's look, a, at, let's look at the renderings. Let's I have a see, friend. Let's I see what we got it, so here. I don't care. I'll never go. You uh, that, that's, It looks beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, they need a roof because it rains every afternoon right. at 3 p.m. in Orlando. I don't know if you knew that. Every afternoon. Look at that. It's right in the middle of a swamp. Great. <laughs> there's probably <laughs> alligators in that water right there, Jesse. I fucking guarantee it that there's alligators in there. They propose this as the Orlando Dreamers, I believe. Oh. That would be the uh, team name, which Orlando, is interesting. What? Orlando City Baseball Dreamers. Um, I hope that they plan on changing that name. I know, I know, I think that just might be the name of the group itself, uh, because there are other groups that sound like that for the other that's, expansion that's cities. Fair. That's fair. Uh, in case you forgot, there are several. Uh, groups now going for uh, expansion in Major League Baseball. Uh, Here is a map that we have that just shows uh, where those are located. We have uh, this group joining Salt Lake City's Big League Utah in Salt Lake City, Nashville's Music City Baseball, and the Portland Diamond Project uh, that are all lobbying to join the current 30 Major League Baseball organizations. You also have that little gray dot up there in Montreal. <laughs> I tried to tried to get that couldn't, guy we in. Couldn't fit Canada on the couldn't map. Couldn't get Canada on the map. Uh, uh, Mexico City is pretty uh, a little south of there as well. <laughs> that one's also still in the mix. But uh, I mean, honestly, there's there is some some traction here growing. I feel like uh, these these groups wouldn't be popping up and putting the money that they're putting into this you know estimated you know expansion project if 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 there wasn't something that was going to happen right yeah. we know we know the Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas uh and so and I can, although they've had their drama in the last yes, few days yeah i know right like that they're entire like situation is at, getting they're working. looking at other other sites now apparently in Las Vegas because the place they originally signed up for is like or something, something around. They were, they were going to knock down the Tropicana, I believe, where the Tropicana uh, used to be, which is is a kind of a, an icon in Las Vegas. But they all they just do that now. Las Vegas, all of those old hotels and stuff have all been knocked down and made in the new stuff. So I mean, it makes so much sense that we're talking about bringing another baseball team to Florida because the two that are there are so incredibly successful. They are absolutely, they, they, yeah, they absolutely yeah, yeah. pack their stadiums yeah, every single great. day. Yeah. Of course, the state of Florida is deserving of another. Well, baseball. okay. First of all, don't build it on a goddamn island That's with with, all, with only one way to get to the stadium. <laughs> right there is a great way to get more people to come out and watch baseball. Uh, also, don't build it in the in the city where I absolutely don't want to go watch sporting events in. I want to spend all my time on the beach or in a club. Like I'm going to spend a minute in the Marlins stadium, and yeah. that's no offense to Marlins fans. It's like Las Vegas, right? I have friends now that live in Las Vegas. I understand that there is a city outside of the strip and there's very nice people that live there and and honestly i kind of searched for a similar city in orlando and i couldn't find it it is nothing but 
TGI Fridays, miniature golf courses, and <laughs> and and fucking theme parks and swamps. That's what it is. And long drives in between things. Why toll, is Disney World? Just make the entire town Disney World. Just make the whole city Disney World and get it over with. Uh, I will never go watch baseball in Orlando. I don't care for that city one bit. I look, look. Look, Damon's about to say something, but I'm just going to preface this by saying, as much shit as I talked about Tucson, I had a lovely time there, and I texted Damon <laughs> that just because wow. of the shit that I talked about Tucson. <laughs> Tucson has more culture in its pinky than Orlando has in its entire downtown area. This is true. I was just going to say that I have a friend who also similarly despises Orlando, much like oh. you do, and he says it's the worst city in America. They close, like, wow. they stop serving alcohol at like 10 p.m.? I mean, why? And <laughs> you should let people drink longer there because they deserve it. I hate Orlando so much. Uh, and I did go to theme parks there. And I do understand how you can go to Orlando and get a Lyft or an Uber from the airport right to your hotel and then hotel to theme park and never have to spend a minute really in the actual city. And if that's the plan, that's the dream. If you're going to Orlando, that's what you want to do. I don't mean to, to really just discredit this whole city. I know we have people that might be from Orlando in our chat, but I doubt it because I don't think anybody actually comes from there. I think people just go there to vacation. I'm sorry. I hate that place. Yeah, anyway. no, I mean, that's something that that Pat Williams seems to be well aware of here is that it needs to be a tourist destination. Like they need to, they need to make this, this ballpark, this facility, this team, like so irresistible that all of the people who come to Orlando for Disney World you know, they like this has to be something that they just have to check off their box. Um, and there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for this to, to actually become a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, number one, Major League Baseball has said repeatedly, uh, the commissioner's office has said repeatedly that they are not going to entertain the idea of expansion until they know what's going on with the A's. Which we have some resolution on that front now and, and what's going on with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. I could see I, I think. In my mind, the only way that this works, Derek, is if the Tampa Bay Rays were to just decide to pick up and move to yeah. Orlando. Yeah. That that actually makes some sense because, as you said before, the Tampa Bay Rays ballpark, if if you know the area, if you've been there, um, or if you just do a quick Google map search, you'll come to recognize very quickly that it's in a miserable location. It's very hard to get to. And even though the Tampa Bay Rays are an absolute juggernaut of a baseball franchise right now, uh, it's really unfortunate. It's really sad for baseball to have a world-class organization, you know, just in this ballpark that number one is an ugly ballpark that nobody really wants to go to. And number two, it's just in a location that's really hard for people to get to. So I, I could maybe see this working out where the Tampa Bay Rays ultimately decide to move to Orlando. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe this gets off the ground that way. Outside of that, are are you gonna pick Orlando over Nashville for for expansion? I don't know. Um, I, I think it it says at some point. I think Pat Williams made a comment that he at least personally thinks that Major League Baseball will look at doing one expansion team west of the Mississippi and one expansion team east of the Mississippi. Portland, Nashville. Yeah, Portland and Nashville is kind of what people have been saying for for a long time. Salt Lake City has some momentum in recent days. Charlotte is a city that we've seen thrown around, although it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of momentum there. Mexico City is a fun idea. 
but I've, I've talked with some players about it. The logistics of, you know, pro athletes moving to Mexico City, having their families in Mexico City. Um, I, I think there are just some obstacles there. It's also very, very far away from, you know, places like Toronto or Boston, which, you know, there would be some very, very long flights that, that I think people would have a hard time getting around. Uh, and then I guess Montreal is, is the other one yeah. that, that we mentioned earlier that yeah. could be in the mix. Not sure I, I see that happening for, for a variety of reasons. So uh, it's interesting. I could maybe see it, but I think it would probably have to be the Tampa Bay Rays moving there rather than Major League Baseball adding a third team in Florida. I just I just don't see that happening. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, last year, Tampa Bay had the second worst attendance in baseball, averaging 13,927 fans per That's game. so sad. Actually, it's such me. a good bay. I excuse mean, me. last year they weren't quite what they've been this they year. Were, they but. were ahead of the Marlins, and they were ahead of the, obviously, the Oakland A's. Uh, this year, as one of the best teams in baseball, if not, I think they have the best record in baseball, right? Uh, their average is up to 17,000 fans, eight, 17,819 fans per game. Uh, Which is still terrible. They are 23rd <laughs> in the majors, uh, just ahead of the Detroit Tigers and Cleveland, and virtually the exact same position as the Chicago White Sox. Do you have you have the numbers for last year? Where where, uh, were, the, where year, were the Marlins last year? 13,927. I do not have the Marlins numbers in front of me. But okay. They, but the Marlins, were the Marlins worse yeah, than the Rays yes, last year? the Marlins year? were worse. Uh, Marlins. So, so you basically have like two of the five, you know, lowest attendance teams in Florida already. Are you really going to go add another one? I know Orlando probably makes arguably more sense. I mean, I you know, it's a huge tourist destination. Uh, maybe Orlando and Miami are somewhat comparable in that. But it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me at all. 11,203 fans is what Miami averaged. Wow. 11,203. Um for years, even with how bad Miami has notoriously been, like considered a, a bad attendance team, their average only dropped in 2018 down to like the sub 20,000 level. They always hovered around. They were 18,000, 18,000, 19,000. This is 2009, 10, 11. They went up to 27,400 on average in 2012 and then just stayed around 20 to 21,000, 19 to 21,000 for the most part. And then 2018 came around, a uh, huge drop in attendance. 10,013, uh, uh, 2019, 10,016, 2021. Yeah, obviously, we just don't even worry about that. And that's 20- what happens when you trade Stan Ozuna and Yelich in yep, about did. a six-month time period. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I mean, now it's funny because now you talk about that Ozuna trade and, and the Cardinals are the ones with egg on their face. When it comes to yeah. trading Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen <laughs> for Marcelo Zuna, right? So, like, shit, shit changes fast in baseball. But yeah, those attendance numbers, like you said, why, why do we even have a team in Miami? Why, why would we do this? Why are we even still doing this? But uh, I imagine that Miami, uh, at least, is the Florida Marlins, right? And they have two World Series uh, in their short history of existing as a franchise. So at least they have that, and that I think is always going to make them exist. But I don't know if. I don't know if that's enough to keep teams existing at all. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But the other obstacle for Orlando, as it is for any expansion team, is how how you get to fund the new miniature the new golf stadium. courses. That's the real hurdle for yeah. Orlando as a city. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they need an owner. I don't think that's Pat Williams. I think they would need to find an owner. Um, and and Williams made a comment when talking about this with reporters that 
This is not an industry for millionaires or billionaires. This is an industry for multi-billionaires, right? That's the kind of money that it really takes to get something like this off the ground. Uh, they're going to need to find someone like that. And there's also talk of the Dreamers proposal having $700 million coming from private funds and having a billion dollars come from a tourist development tax um, that would be sort of like a resort tax that would be imposed in the area. So I'm sure those people are used to paying absurd taxes anyway. Uh, that kind of comes with the yep. territory when you visit a place like Orlando. But that's a lot of money to be you know, funded publicly. So there's always a bunch of hoops that you have to jump through there. And never forget the battle between millions and billions that a million seconds is 12 days and a billion seconds is 31 years. Carry that go. with you forever. If nothing, <laughs> if there's nothing else you've learned from this podcast, keep that one. That's the one you should learn. Anyway, uh, shout out to our friends from OG's Brands, by the way. Uh, they power me on days like this and let them power you. They have a wide variety of flavors and doses uh, strains that you can choose from, specialty editions like their Aquaberry Sleep Edition, uh, their Strawberries and Cream Happy Balance Edition, so much more. Whatever mood you are in, whatever uh, you need from OGs, they have you covered, and you can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, also, enjoy our friends at Four Peaks responsibly. Uh, they are all about teachers this week because it is Teacher Appreciation Week. Uh, and you can thank a teacher right now and nominate them to win grants, Four Peaks swag, and so much more over at Four Peaks. Uh, you, they go, you can go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher to donate. Uh, and you can also win yourself some Arizona Diamondbacks tickets, which we all are all about going out and seeing as much baseball as possible right now. Uh, tickets come with D-Bucks, uh, and one lucky winner will win four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. All you have to do is enter by going to their Instagram at Four Peaks Brew. Uh, link is in our bio. You can also check them out at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. We have been so consumed lately with Arizona Diamondbacks news that we haven't had really a chance to look around the league and see all of the wacky, wild things that are going on. Uh, but first, we talked about that one win victory by the Marlins and, of course, how many they've had this season. That one, it, one run one, one, one run win, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and the Marlins have set an MLB record to start a season, in fact, by going 12-0 and in one-run games. That is a major league record, which is quite impressive. So those Marlins, that bullpen comes through for them. Like we talked about the win probability added and other factors there. Uh, they have been uh, very, very good when it comes to those one-run games. I got that out that time, Jesse. There you uh, go. But the uh, AL East is an absolute beast. It is. When you take a look at the standings around baseball right now, five of the top eight teams in baseball are from the AL East. They are just absolutely dominating, which – I mean, you, you kind of saw that from some of the teams. You knew the Orioles were going to be possibly better than they were last year, and they were pretty good last year. The the Rays, though, I think have been obviously the big surprise that people weren't talking about or expecting to see uh, be this good. Yeah. Or yeah. anywhere close to this good. It's it's wild what's going on in, in the AL East. I mean, at this point, the Dodgers and the Braves are the only National League teams that would not be in last place if they were in that <laughs> yeah, division. Yeah. The uh, Yankees are in last, and they are 21-17. And, and they're 21-17. <laughs> they have a better record than the Diamondbacks do. Oh, it's crazy. I guess the the balanced schedule is a big part of this. It, it allows things like this to sure. happen, whereas yeah. in the past, you'd have those teams beating up on each other so much that their records couldn't be that good. Correct. Um, not, whereas, not all with in a division like that. You're yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So, which I, I mean, I, I kind of like, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of fun It is uh, with the way that the, the wild card system works. You can still theoretically have four teams from one division make the playoffs. And that's sort of what we're trending towards here, Derek. I mean, I, I guess you kind of feel like there's going to be two teams from the, from the AOS. The Astros have gotten off to a bit of a slow start. The Rangers have been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the angels are 20 and 18. The Mariners are, are 18 and 19. They're still going to be in the mix. Feels like you're going to get at least two teams from, from the AL West pretty clear at this point. I don't think you're getting more than one team from, from the AL central. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I don't even understand although the how guardians the, have just been terrible to start the year, which is kind of weird. And and how are the twins so good with Carlos Correa being so bad for them? Like that's yeah. crazy, but their pitching staff has been Really good. Uh, I'm not. I haven't looked. Uh, I'm not sure if they beat the Padres today, but they, they did were up, beat the. They did they beat were up the Padres on them, today. So, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'm all for that. Uh, Boston Red Sox reliever Kenley Jansen got saved number 400 last night and becomes just the seventh pitcher in Major League Baseball history with over 400 or 400 or more saves. So remember, like five years ago, when it looked like Kenley Jansen just didn't have it anymore. Yeah, he was throwing like 91, 92. <laughs> yeah. It was like ah, uh, this, this. He finally, it finally happened. He finally hit the wall. That man threw 99 miles an hour last night for the first time since 2016. And that is utterly terrifying. How on earth did Kenley <laughs> Jansen find a way? To th- I mean, he, he's been he was low 90s. And then when he got his velo back, he was mid 90s. Now he's throwing almost 100 miles an hour again. Uh, it really incredible what what human he's been able growth to do. hormones. Hey, yeah. wow! Hey. <laughs> you gain seven miles per hour back on your fastball I'm glad late into your. It's the guy whose face isn't on this podcast making the wild <laughs> accusations. Oh, he's a Dodger. He's a scumbag. All right, fine. I'm all right. I don't like Boston <laughs> was, Red Sox either. So he was I'm doing being, it yeah, in LA. I'm fine with, I'm fine with it. I'm I will say it. about the Red Sox, Masataka Yoshida has been just incredible for mm-hmm. them. Yes, uh, yes. He went a span of like three weeks without swinging and missing at any pitch. Uh, I don't remember if it was exactly three weeks. It was like a long time. Like That's he went insane. like he went like multiple weeks without without a single swing and miss. Uh, and yeah, he's just like he's doing it, man. I mean, he has like an OPS of almost a thousand. And and the Red Sox, this team that a lot of people wrote off entering the season, this team that you know, passed on Xander Bogarts, let him walk, took a lot of flack for that. A lot of people didn't even think that Masataka Yoshida was a real everyday major league player. They gave him a big contract, and he has been that and then some so far. There's a lot of people that were wrong about a lot of things when it comes to baseball this season because it's not us, weird. though. Not us. We're never yeah, we wrong were, about we anything. We were right about we're right everything, about everything yeah. especially Brandon Fott. Uh, Justin <laughs> Verlander beat the Reds yesterday, Jesse. Do you know why that's significant? Uh, I believe were the Reds the only team that he had not that beaten up to this point. He is okay. now has a win registered against all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Well, if I pitched for 40 years, I probably could do that too, you, you know? monster. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're young and you don't appreciate old men enough. Um, Justin Verlander, though, just a, a, an ageless wonder. And, of course, uh, yeah. not something that most uh, pitchers can say they've done in baseball is beat all 30 teams. But It's big uh, for the Mets getting getting Justin Verlander back and healthy and pitching well. Max yeah. Scherzer is, has not been has not been good for them really not much is struggled yeah the Mets have just the Mets have just not been that good of a baseball team they're 18 and 20 at this point they're minus 15 run differential they just they just haven't haven't done it and their offense is not as foolproof as maybe people thought it was entering the year uh when they missed out on on Carlos Correa that was 
obviously Carlos Gray has been terrible for yeah. the Twins, so yeah. I guess that wouldn't have yeah. uh, helped them at all, at least at this point in the season. Imagine but. if they did get him and he was hit. Like, imagine if either of those teams, the Giants or, like, at least, at least, you know, the, the Twins got him on somewhat of a deal compared to the contracts that were being offered to him by the other two teams, right? right? So, like, even if he's not good for, for the Twins, it's not that gigantic hit that either of those other teams were going to make. So I bet they're both uh, fairly fairly glad that they dodged a bullet on that one. But. Something I do feel pretty good about at this point is I had the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, and the Atlanta Braves look like a really freaking yeah. good baseball team yep. right now. They're, That's the like the one the one prediction I nuts. made that I'm not already like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. I still got my <laughs> Rays future from before this season, Ooh. and I feel great about That's that one. The odds were... The odds have more than doubled since I since the start of the season. I still have my Zach Gallon preseason Cy Young bet. That's looking I'd, pretty. Yeah, good. I don't hate that wow, at all. You put a you put money on that. I put money on that and on then, this program. That yeah, I somehow I remember you putting money on Corbin Carroll. For it was the same the time. Year. Yeah, it was the yeah, same me time. Me and, both me and Derek both have podcast. Rookie of the Year Corbin Carroll. So yeah. that's why James Outman is my new enemy. Yeah, right. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, both of those honestly oh. are looking. I mean, that that would be crazy if the Diamondbacks in the same year had the NL Cy Young winner and the NL Rookie of the Year. I'm swinging for the fence. That would be, the D-backs have never had uh, a Rookie of the Year award winner, I don't believe. They've had a few Cy Young winners, uh, some guy named Randy Johnson or something. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm familiar with him. I planted a tree with yeah, him Yeah, you planted time. a tree, That's right. right. Yeah. I point that out to you every time the ad comes up on the board <laughs> at Chase Field. Uh, I don't like to talk about the San Diego Padres in a positive light, but we're going to for a brief minute because this was... Pretty adorable. Uh, the Padres made a calendar uh, that it featured all of their players with their dogs. And it come, come to find out that Juan Soto has pet allergies, so he doesn't have a dog. Uh, so there was a simple solution. Leave Juan Soto out of the calendar? Absolutely not. What we're going to do, we're going to send Juan Soto to a Petco, uh, and he's just going to take a picture with random fish that aren't even his. <laughs> The man doesn't even have an aquarium in his house. He just went to a Petco in his jersey and took a picture with uh, with random fish. I don't understand this at all. He's not. We're not saying he's allergic to the fish, right? Right. He's so allergic. Why, so why can't he at least purchase a a fish tank and get some fish and and have I his own fish and if, take a picture with his own fish? If I'm if I'm being a little business savvy here, Jesse, I think the fact that. Their park is called Petco Park, and Petco has something to do with this calendar being created. Uh, I'm guessing that might be why this was arranged like this. I don't know. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's still uh, pretty pretty hilarious. Pretty yeah, hilarious. they just had to hijack it somehow to get Petco involved. Yeah, Makes absolutely. Right? Makes sense? Yeah. Business. It's business. Is, is um, he allergic to, like, all pets? I mean, typically, if you have a dander allergy, it's like uh, it is all pets. It's going to okay. be dogs. It's going to be cats. But I mean, honestly, like I love my cats, but who wants a cat? Nobody. No. Nobody wants a cat. God, they poop no. in a box in the corner. <laughs> like nobody wants that. <laughs> Mine doesn't even have hair, and I bet he'd still be allergic. Would, to he, would he be allergic to like a like a hamster? You think? I don't. Would know. that be included? I don't okay. know. I think you don't have to worry about a hamster jumping up on your lap and getting a stander <laughs> on you. So I think, for the most part, as long as he just leaves him in there on that tiny wheel and changes the water out, I'm just fine. saying there was clearly an opportunity here for Juan Soto to still have a pet. I mean, yeah, I'm saying like, yeah. he could have at least brought the fish home. 
uh, get one of the, you know, the, the they're, fighting they're, fish. They're you throw it in a single little, without, you don't even need a filter for those. You just put it in a little bowl. And then, and then it comes with a warranty, too, right? <laughs> it does. I was telling Jesse, you have a 30-day warranty on fish over there. If they die, you just got to bring that carcass back in and get yourself, get yourself a new fish. Um Speaking of carcasses, let's take a look at the all-city division and everybody that trails oh, wow. the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow. Things are not good around this network, let me tell you. But the Diamondbacks lead the way with a 20-17 and 17 record. Uh, you get the Cubs falling back to 18-19. and 19. They did have a big win finally in their finale over the St. Louis Cardinals, who beat up on them quite a bit in that three-game series. Uh, the Rockies are going to Rocky. And, of course, nobody knows what's going on with the White Sox. No. I'm actually impressed though the Rockies have, have inched their way back to a yeah. fairly respectable record. Rockies 16 have some, and 22 is some not, good wins. not terrible. I think they won their series against the Pirates. Uh, I know that was... Uh, the, Pirates Pirates just, just, the Pirates have lost all of their mojo. They have no they energy have left. Lost nine all, their ba- all their BDE is gone. And uh, now this is the position that they're in. Yeah, that NL Central, man, is is real interesting. The Pirates are clearly not the team that they played like in the first few weeks of the season. The great. Brewers started off really well. They've lost eight of their last 10 games. The Cubs have this crazy positive win differential. They're plus 48, even though they're 18 and 19. Uh, and then the Cardinals continue to just lose almost every single baseball game they play because their their pitching staff has just been abysmal to start the year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the All City Division is is concerned, it it still kind of feels like the Diamondbacks are the best out of these four teams. Zone in Arizona says, "Imagine having a losing record." Not us. Can't imagine it. But uh, I'll tell you a great way to celebrate not having a losing record is to head over to Foco which is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. Get yourself one of these gorgeous little bobbleheads that we have in front of us, including this guy, this little Cattell with the home run snake already on his shoulders. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, he he just hit a dinger, uh, and Plaka's hanging around his shoulders. But uh, remember, check out FOCO with for the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's baseball season, so they got Aloha shirts, straw hats. Let me get my big straw. I'm gonna get my big straw hat on, Jesse. I know they didn't win, but maybe this will bring them some luck today. So let's get the big straw hat from Foco uh, on. I know this this is reserved for wins on Sundays, but we're not doing Sunday shows anymore. So we'll have to figure out when we're gonna bust this guy out. But uh, shout out to Foco for these wonderful decorations and especially for this hat that Jesse will never ever wear ever again. I promise you as long <laughs> as you watch this show, this will never appear on Jesse's head. Uh, but FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, which of course you know, you can't always find the best stuff for Arizona sports teams out there. Uh, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Uh, and also check out our friends at More Furniture. Uh, if you're going to have all the decorations, you got to have the furniture to go with it. You got to get little things like these shelves to put all of this little knickknack stuff on. So you can get all of that over at morefurniture.com. You can also have it delivered to your home with their white glove delivery service that we received here at our office. Uh, every single day I watch a baseball game. Uh, not here. I wish I was here. Falling asleep like I should in a recliner right in front of our TV next to Damon while he's trying to do work, just snoring away. Uh, and of course we thank them for bringing that dream of mine to life. 
Uh, you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. I think uh, we could get the the white glove delivery people to come out to Chase Field and deliver some deliver some recliners for the takeover, oh, maybe. No, I just want one in our seats in the press box. Do okay. you think that Kat ah, would be okay with go. that? <laughs> that we just be. got ourselves like everybody else has those little chairs, <laughs> and we just got ourselves some big, nice, like you know, kickback chairs. There's like some sign that's like Jesse and Derek on each chair, yeah. so no one sits yeah. there. And like there are people oh, that are yeah. going to have to walk behind us, but that's not going to happen <laughs> because that recliner is taking up that entire aisle. So let's go. Let's get that. Let's Let's get that delivered out there and let's get the Arizona Diamondbacks to deliver us a victory tonight against the San Francisco Giants. Of course, we are so excited to hang out with you guys and watch some baseball tonight. So we will see you guys there. Uh, of course, make sure if you haven't grabbed a ticket yet, last minute tickets, takeover tickets are available. Uh, so grab those and join us for tonight. Uh, in the meantime, you can tweet to us if you are there. We'll come hang out with you or you can come hang out with us in the group. Uh, I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Damon is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G with a little at the end. But of course, uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. We look forward to seeing so many of you guys tonight on behalf of this crew. We appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when Zach Gallen gets properly acknowledged.